Welcome to The Splendid Mess. I'm Amanda Clark, and on this podcast, we like to share the triumphs, lessons, joys, and sorrows that we all experience in this splendid mess we call life. Today, I have my husband, Scott Clark. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? I'm Scott Clark. What is it that you do? I'm a paramedic for uh, County 911 Service. And how long have you been doing that? I've been a 911 paramedic for almost 20 years now. Okay. Um, and today he's going to be sharing with us one of his defining moments. Can you set the stage for us a little bit? Yeah, it was um, in the early 2000s. Um, I was a student in college. Uh, I'd always wanted to be a policeman or a uh, lawyer, and... As I got into that, it was massively boring, uh, and I knew that I wasn't going to be happy doing it. So I talked with my dad, and he said, "Well, you got to find something because you can't just lounge around the house all day." Right. So he said, "Why don't you go take this EMT class?" And it was being put on by one of the local hospitals, and I um, went twice a week for six months, and at the end of it, graduated and became an EMT and had no idea what that meant. Um, at the time, I was working as a cook in a restaurant in downtown Indianapolis and was just really bored with my life and not happy at all how everything was turning out. So naturally, I did what any young man would do in that situation. I joined the military. <laughs> okay. How long were you in for? Uh, I was seven years in the Army Reserves. Um, the funny thing is, so I left March 15th of 2001 to go to basic training. And I was petrified to tell my mom because dad had been in the Army in Vietnam. And okay. so her taste of uh, everything military was very soured. And um, so... I think I told her like a week before I was leaving. Oh my gosh. So I left, and the last thing I told her before I got on the plane was, don't worry, it's not like there's a war going on. Womp womp. Got back um, from all my training in August, uh, like the end of August, it was about two weeks later, 9-11 happened. Wow. And got activated, and couldn't figure out how to tell my mom that... I was, in fact, going to be going to war, and um, so, I, again, I did the uh, coward's way out and waited till like, two days before I was leaving. Scott Clark. Luckily, it all worked out, and um, I didn't end up going. They canceled our mission, and I spent a very, very relaxed seven years in the military. Okay. Well, then it worked out. But what it did do was um, afford me the ability to pay for paramedic school. Uh, so in 2002, I applied to and got accepted to um, a paramedic program that was put on by St. Vincent Hospital in Indianapolis. And it was just over a year program at the time, uh, going two days a week. And then we had roughly a 1,000 clinical hours of uh internship that we had to do and when I got out of that and 
graduated, um, at the time we had to take a test on paper. So. Wow. No keyboards? No keyboards, no nothing. Uh, so I took the test in June and I didn't find out that I passed until November. Oh my goodness. It's a long wait. Yeah. Now I think they find instantly now. Well, that's because it's on the computer now. (laughs) But, um, I just remember that's, um, because it would send you your results already and then you would log on to their website. And I remember seeing it say my name followed by paramedic with my license number and I started rejoicing because I was the paramedic. I was going to be the guy that everybody looked at when he walked on scene. Um, at the time I was working for a ambulance service that did a lot of geriatric transfers and um, doctor's office visits and I knew that wasn't going to be what made me happy. I wanted 911. And so I applied to Wishard Ambulance Service and got hired in May of 2005 and I was hot stuff because that was a service everybody knew there were a few services in the in the nation you know there's um, Seattle and then there was Wishard and um, spent 12 or 13 years there and then luckily I got to uh, meet a uh, beautiful young lady and find out that a service was hiring in my own little neighborhood able to to come work not too far from home good switch okay so you've set the stage for us now what would your defining moment be so the day i got released to where it was just myself and an emt on the ambulance um we ended up going on a respiratory arrest followed by two cardiac arrests back to back. Oh wow! And so that first that first run, um, I'm panicking. I'm shaking. Everybody's looking at me. I have no idea what I'm doing because I I know what to do, but I've never done it. And all of a sudden, you just get that that realization where I know what I'm doing I can do this and you just take that first baby step and in that moment I realized that I could be that guy that everybody looked to in the chaos to guide guide us out and you know you don't always you don't always win you don't always get those victories where patients go home but I always swore that at the end of everything I would know that uh, regardless of the outcome, it wouldn't be because I did anything other than my best. So why out of all the moments in your life, why is that the one that that stands out as such a defining moment? Because that's the one that told me that I could do things and rely on myself. It was the first time in my life where I could really know 100% that I could do something and not just do it, but do it well. Okay. It's that self-realization and um, eye-opening experience that you realize, oh my gosh, I can be the guy. I can be the guy that everybody uh, looks up to, everybody wants to rely upon in those moments of of chaos and um, tragedy. 
Now, how does that translate over to um, into your regular life? You know, people that have a regular nine to five job typically are able to leave that at work. Are you able to have that that balance when you are dealing with such traumatic events? You can't ever leave it like everybody else does. If somebody has a bad day where, you know, the stocks don't do what they want, you know, they can just wake up the next day and go back to work. You know, we're dealing with human lives and things that affect not just our patients, but family, friends, and it's it's, it's a very scary thing. Um, but you have to realize that as long as you know you did your best, as long as you know that you didn't fail that patient in that moment, you can't let it get you down. Um, and in the beginning, we all focused on um, compartmentalizing our feelings and just shutting it off. You know, I equate it to a light switch. You know, while we're at work, we flip that switch on so our emotions don't show so that we can do our jobs and be called upon and always be able to perform. And then at the end of the day, we would flip that switch back on. Well, the more you do it, the harder it is to turn that switch back on. And it honestly wasn't until I met you, got married, and you know, had a family that I was really able to turn that switch back on and leave it on all the time and focus on work in a, an entirely different way and realize that it's not that I have to shut off my emotions. I just have to focus in the moment and I can still be compassionate while I'm doing what I'm doing. And now when I come home, it's not that I don't think about it or don't notice it. It's just that my home life is now filled with so much love and happiness that it doesn't bother me the way it used to. So you found a new balancing point. Mm -hmm. So what do you hope that someone else can take away from your experiences in this defining moment? Well, I think the, the main thing is realizing that you are far more powerful and stronger than you realize. That once you start believing in yourself, the sky is the limit. You know, it's not going to make everybody like you. It's not going to make everybody respect you. But when you respect yourself and when you love yourself, you have such a better outlook in life. And the one thing I found out was until I really was able to believe in myself and respect myself, no other relationship in my life was complete and was able to, to work out because... I wasn't whole in who I was, so how could I be whole in anybody else? And luckily, I met somebody who was able to make me realize that, yes, um, I'm stronger with her, but I'm also very strong and capable by myself. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing this defining moment. Um, until the next time, keep embracing your splendid mess.